This is Explore Her Podcast with your favorite host, yours truly, me, Ayana. Tune in every week as I share my experiences in motherhood, personal growth, and self-discovery. But most importantly, I share them all during my journey of immigration here to Canada. So tune in, ask questions, I answer some really good questions, share insights, and I also crack a couple jokes in between. So join in because this is a really amazing journey of how I become the happiest evolved radiant version of myself. Join along. Okay, so let's catch up because it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been on here, but let me just give you guys the download. I think the last episode we talked about, like I was going through um, like interviews, trying to find a new job. I think I gave the explanation of being laid off from my previous job um, and just kind of going through that transition. And I am happy to announce, guys, because if you don't follow me, you won't know, but I'm happy to announce that I did find another job and it's been truly amazing. So I moved from being laid off from the job that I thought I would have been pretty stable in, um, very like without any announcement, like surprisingly that happened to me to not even, y'all, I didn't even sweat it to just enjoying the journey of understanding that typically when one door closes, it's because another one is about to open. So that was my mindset. And then guess what, guys? I moved from that into actually having three job offers within two days. And I had to go through the process of elimination. Y'all could tell me about God. Y'all could tell me that God don't show up and show off. Like that has truly been the best testimony for me in a very long time as to how when you really put your faith and you know God got you, like truly he will show up in a way that you are unable to even conceive or fathom. And that was my experience. So I did move from, like I said, from not having a job to now being in a position where I had to make a decision between three really amazing offers. I think the last episode I spoke about one job in particular that I really wanted. Well, ironically, they didn't even want me. So I didn't even get that job. And these three jobs that I had the offers for, they all were paying more than my past job and paying, offering more than even that job that I really wanted, that new offer, that other company I really wanted to work for, these three jobs were offering way above that. So your girl was like, wow, is this what privilege looks like? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it was truly a really good experience for me um, just because it gave me the opportunity to really choose something that was worth my while more than just um compensation packages like I really just wanted to make sure the company was a good fit for me um I wanted to see if there was room for growth for me longevity so I really wasn't quick to take the very first offer I really wanted to sit and like like you know just marinate in the fact that oh my god these companies all want me like I'm so wanted but more also because I really needed to see well where do I want to see my life in the next five years and which one of these companies might be able to springboard me or kind of put me on that pathway of the things I'm trying to accomplish within the next five years? 
Um, needless to say, it's not that I'm saying I'm hoping to stay there 45 years because, guys, we know. I spoke here on this podcast about thinking I'd be at another job for a very long time and it was like, no. So, it's just a matter of what can they offer me in my journey or my in, on my pathway to those goals that I have for myself. So, I did make my selection and it's already been one month I've been in this new job and I have made the best decision. I do not regret it. I'm very happy with the decision I made. I like the flexibility I have with this job. Um, it's also an area for growth for me. Like there's a lot of stuff, like it's not a position where I know everything and I love that because I always like to keep myself challenged. So I get to like learn new stuff. So yeah, your girl is like doing the thing and really enjoying it. So that's the catch up on where we are, where that is concerned. This week, I kind of wanted to talk about something that was really important. So for those of you who don't know, this is your first time. I'm Ayana and I am a single mother of two girls from Trinidad and Tobago and I moved to Canada of August of 2021. And I am navigating my new life here in Canada and I landed here as an international student. Now, this is where we get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about going to school here as an international student, as a single parent. Listen to me. Who? Child. My patience, my mental health, my everything, nothing could have prepared me for this. And this does not mean that this is going to be everybody's experience. And I'm not trying to say these things to deter anybody. But when I look back, when I first decided to move, I came as an international student because Canada was not doing the express entry draws that I did qualify for. Um, the only persons they were allowing to enter into the country because of the pandemic were international students. I truly did not want to come to study again because it was not too long ago prior to that that I had just completed my master's and I promised myself I was not going to ever go back to school. <laughs> like I said to myself, I don't even want to read my name again. That was how tired I was of studying. So to fast forward to be like, okay, I'm going to like, just land in Canada as an international student. Hopefully, the express entry opens back up again um, before I'm able to even finish study. So, I really don't need to go to the finish line. Yeah, friggin' right. I had to do this whole thing. And I'll tell you this. It is not for the faint at heart, guys. That whole international student experience was definitely a culture shock for me. And I'll say this in a number of ways. Like, I think, don't get me wrong, I think the way that in the colleges and universities teach is very, it's the right way in which somebody's supposed to learn. So they do ongoing assessments um, in different creative ways to make sure that the application of the knowledge that they are sharing is there as well because a lot of people tend to go to school and they have the knowledge but they don't really understand fully what they're learning and they have they struggle with the application of the knowledge so i do commend canadian style um post-secondary schooling because it's great for 
um, ensuring that when people do graduate, they're very much aware of what they're doing and how to apply that knowledge. Needless to say, the work is not hard. The actual literature is not hard in the schools to grasp, but our style of learning back in Trinidad is very much like the UK and we're very much in repetition. So <laughs> I don't know if this is me personally, but it seems like a lot of people around me, we have grown in this way of we learn, learn, learn throughout and then we cram this one exam and we pass, which is not really the best way. But when you've been conditioned for 15 plus 20 years to learn this way and you have to now move to somewhere and learn a different way it tends to it could become very draining and I say this to mean these damn schools have so much demands like there's so many assignments like every time you inhale there's an assignment and when you exhale there is a test it's so annoying and I think that was so they do not give you one exam that is your pass or fail throughout the entire term for every subject that you've taken there is going to be a bunch of assignments there's going to be a bunch of quizzes there are going to be a bunch of tests and then there is a final test so if anything i struggled with was to keep up with that momentum and the quantity of the demands of the school. The literature is not difficult. Honestly, the way that they had so many demands on these things, I questioned if my master's was even legitimate because I struggled. Um, and it's not because I don't know the work and I can't really do it. It's just that ugh, keeping on top of all of those things tend to feel very tedious. Now, needless to say, like I said, I honestly feel it's the best way to learn, but it was not the way that I was accustomed learning and it was not what I was prepared for. I did not know any of this before coming to go to school here and it was a big shock. It was a big adjustment for me and I feel like it's something that um, people need to be aware of because if you are considering doing this student route, I do not believe the syllabus, or not the syllabus, but the way in which they teach the literature is catered for mature students entering into these post-secondary schools who have families to take care of. And this is just my, this is my opinion. This is from my experience. This is also from discussions with other classmates, with other friends, with other fellow immigrants who have landed here and in the same predicament. I truly do not believe that they have considered ways that would make it easier for a mature student who is, i.e., like myself, a single parent and a new immigrant who also needs to work <laughs> to keep things afloat. I do feel like the syllabus is perfect for young students who are coming to Canada I think those who have no responsibilities, like the typical college or university student, absolutely 100%, I do feel like, yeah, they're going to really maximize and get the best out of that experience learning that way. Um, I do also feel like 
persons who might be mature but don't have kids yeah you can definitely also keep up and i also do feel like mature persons to an extent who do have a spouse a supportive spouse absolutely you can keep up but when you put a single parent with kids who do not have the luxury of not working and focusing on school only so having to work having to take care of two kids no support system in a new country and also trying to navigate um this new type of like learning method i feel like it puts a lot of stress and it almost sets you up more for failure than it does for success this is from my personal experience it was extremely stressful school brought a lot of stress on me personally because it was just really hard to keep up with things so with that being said I had to become very creative in the way that I was doing this um, to ensure that I would be um, on the right path. I'll be very transparent. I failed a couple courses because it really got overwhelming. Um, and so I had to redo that, which means that's more money that I had to fork out to rewrite these subjects. Um, and I feel like had I known that school was that demanding i feel like had i known they had they been a little bit more transparent with what that experience would have been like i think i would have put more things into place i probably would not have taken for granted what i needed as support or probably would have like put those measures in place earlier but yeah um needless to say i did experience that um, but one of the things that really did help me, and if anyone is listening who is trying to make this move as a single parent, or even if you're not a single parent and you're also trying to just go to school and you just want to get like a full idea, I listen to me, you have to be so organized, you have to have really good boundaries in place and have proper time management for this. So one of the things I figured was really good. I'm very good with segmenting my days. And that was something I had done in order for me not to burn out very quickly. I was very specific and um with how I chose my classes based on my lifestyle. So at the time when I came, my girls were like, I think seven and eight. And so I kind of prepared them before coming. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I feel like I wanted to make sure that I was able to pick them up or drop them to school. So a lot of the classes I ended up taking were sometimes from 6 in the evening to 9 at night because what that did give me was the availability to look for a job that I can work during the day while they are at school and still be able to pick them up from school, put them in and then head to class for three hours. So one of the things as I would say is how you segment your day. Um, and then we went through so many transition and so many changes and it was a lot of trial and error for me. So be very meticulous with how you choose your classes. Um, and then I started a method of putting most of my classes on specific days. So if I had all day class, it probably would be on a Tuesday and a Thursday. That way, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I could just be mommy and I could just be working. So, or I ended up leaving the weekends to work only and Monday to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I could be mommy in the morning and the evening and night and during the day I would study. 
So I will say be very meticulous with how you choose your classes because you really don't want to overwhelm yourself and feel like you have all this availability and you really don't, especially with kids. So that was something I felt really did kind of keep me on track that kind of set me up for success when it came to studying here as a single parent. Um, and then another thing was I really had to learn um, a lot of discipline. So I really had to schedule things out, have my calendars, like not miss the deadline dates for stuff. And that meant I had to take some things off of my page, um, off of my plate. So if some of you know, like when the very early when I first came, I was doing online coaching with time management and stuff like that. I was trying to like build up this business. I had to stop because the priority was not that at the time. That was also taking a lot of my time which means that it was taking away a lot of my focus from what was really important, which was school. So I had to drop some of that. Um, and then I had to get very, um, I had to get really careful with what type of jobs I was looking to have. Because, and I'll share that in another episode of some of the survival jobs I've done here. Um, but I needed to make sure that I wasn't burning out. So burning out, ensuring that I'm not burning out was a major priority for me. And that had a lot to do with how I segment my days, how I also put schedule on my calendar. Um, and to be honest with you guys, like I don't feel like I had the best self-care during that time. If it's one thing I really did maintain during that time that I figured really kept me on track was getting my my six to eight hours, sometimes nine hours of sleep. Like I was not <laughs> playing with that. I think my sleep really did help so that I was able to run and go and do all that I had to do during the day. Um, so yeah, I will say it is not for the faint at heart. I do feel like the school system needs to... There needs to be some provision, maybe some more transparency to like get people more aware of what it is they're getting themselves into as international students who are mature with responsibilities. Um, yeah, but if I could, the ideal thing for me, if I did not have to provide for my kids, as in I didn't have to work, I would have run through those classes. I will also say that the moment I didn't try to do the maximum courses I took a lot of stress off of myself so I really go slow and steady so I did the minimum throughout because I felt like that was the best way for me to really manage instead of trying to get it done fast remember when I first came I really didn't want to study so I really just wanted to be over and done with it but I was definitely biting off more than I can choose so I will also say like definitely Try to go slow and steady when you start um, just because you need to acclimatize to like things. And another thing that affected me was the seasonal depression. That kicked my ass and it affected me with schoolwork as well. So finding out as much as you could with that is also important. Now, this is just to say what I just mentioned there. Yes, those are all difficult or hard or terrible things that happen. It may sound like it was all terrible. 
But let me talk about the value of coming as an international student. Because now I'm two years in. So let me really tell you guys the value of an international, coming as an international student. Specifically the college that I attended. I do feel like they have so many resources to help you as an international student navigate your life while you're studying and after the springboarding. So let's get into this segment called, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's that thing you really want some advice on that I can answer for you. So I do have a question from somebody who posted yesterday, ironically, and it just fell into the category of what we're talking about now, right? And it says, what if you want to migrate with your family, but it's scary? School seems daunting. What advice would you give? Listen, child, all those things that I mentioned just now there, just before in this entire episode, take all of it. (laughs) But also I will say to you that it feels scary because it is scary. I am not going to try to give you fluff and I'm not going to try to make you feel as though it's all going to be a bed of roses and it's the land of milk and honey. Like, I mean, it gets there at some point in time. I'm two years in, but it is very scary. It is very hard. It is difficult, but it's not going to be like that forever. So feeling scared is a very legitimate feeling and it's very valid. So don't don't dismiss that feeling. You can either decide if that fear is going to cripple you or if it's going to propel you. And that's your decision. I think what will help you propel is when you really decide why you're really making this move. And I don't know if I spoke about it before. Maybe I need to dive deeper in episodes. But we tend to say we make this move for our kids. But sometimes we also need to sit and think about why we're making this move for ourselves. Because as much as we're doing it for the kids, we also have to enjoy this journey ourselves as well. So I will say focus on that whole vision um, as into like what you really want in your new life and why you would personally want to make this move. What are those impacts for yourself you would get from this as your intrinsic motivation during that time? I will also say that um, building support system is very important as a parent moving here with kids. So if you do have a spouse who's going to be here, make sure you have a foolproof plan as to what you guys are going to do. If it is that your spouse is going to support you financially while you study only based on all those things I mentioned before. Um, so you guys have to have a game plan where that is concerned. And if you don't have a spouse, I will say if you are able to have someone visit during this time to be some sort of support to you and the kids during that time, I would recommend you do that. I have also spoken to people where I did mention if you also feel comfortable to the point that you rather leave your kids at home, come study and then go get them after because you know you have to work and your kids are much younger, um, i.e. that means the younger your kids are as a single parent, when you come here, the more money you are going to spend because they are going to require childcare, which is very expensive here in Canada. Luckily for me, I did not pay childcare because my, I prepped my girls to kind of prepare for this move. And I also altered my life in a way where I didn't need to have that childcare for them. And that 
if I did have to run out for an hour or two, they can take care of themselves. So I will say having a plan for support system is really important. I don't know what that looks like in your scenario. Um, financial planning, please, 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 like really plan. I will not tell anybody if you don't have the money to still come and you'll figure it out. No, you're going to just put a bunch of additional stress on yourself. Have a good financial plan. I also had a good financial plan and I've got a very big wrench thrown into my plan that really set me back and it was frustrating. So, but I was a temporary frustration. So if you really don't have the means, do not force yourself to do that. I will say there are also ways that you can fund your experience here. And I will get back into that when I start to talk a little bit more about the episode when we get back into it. So support system, financial planning, be clear that there will be challenges ahead. Think about also like, what is your personal goal when you want to come? Um, yeah, childcare and stuff like that. And yeah, those are the things to take into consideration. Sit, answer them, go through them with your family and figure out if this is really the best decision for you guys to make moving forward and make sure to have a plan. Do not land here without a plan. Yes, it is scary. But it's not going to be scary forever. Moving from what you've known into the unknown is scary. That is not a lie. That is not something you should shy away from. Just determine what parts of that fear you're going to allow you to be alert and make a proper plan and make smart decisions. And what parts of that fear that you are going to use to help you propel forward. That's it. That's Moji Center program. Now, what this program did for me was I went through the whole process of my idea of how I wanted to help and teach entrepreneur moms how to manage their time and be more efficient because I also felt like it really was very much similar to my personal life. Like, I always want to help people with things that I know would help me. So I went through this program, learned how to build this thing up, do all of the business ethics stuff of it, all of the um viability testing and training on this whole thing um but i did the program here's why i did the program i didn't do the program because i really wanted to get into business because remember i talk about taking things off of my plate and focusing on what was important i just went with that because they were paying me fifteen hundred dollars to do this program I did not have to have a business. I did not have to launch the business. I needed to show that I understood the information that they were sharing and that I was able to apply it so that even if after I finished school years later, I would have the fundamentals on being able to do that. I figured that would be valuable for me because maybe at some point in time, I will revisit this business. So I'm like, plus $1,500 is good money when you're paying international student fees. Okay, so... I did the program. That is what motivated me to do the program. It literally was self-study. I did. I was assigned a mentor, a business coach. Um, And so I really built up efficiency coaching, which was the business idea, in a way that I had not imagined it to be. I did get my $1,500, but guess what I also did? 
I was also put on platforms to pitch this new idea, competitions that I was also able to win more money. (laughs) And that money is what also funded my tuition. So I am saying that there are so many resources and opportunities. It also helped me network with people that I may use later on. You never know. But it also put me in rooms where I had discussions with Edmonton Public Schools Association to integrate time management into the syllabus. Um, And then I'm also in discussions with Nate and their student board as well to um, admissions and student board to discuss how we could come up with solutions that are better suited for the student that's like myself. So ironically, the same thing that was my struggle, I ended up having a solution for it, but I was able to create that solution from the very same place I was experiencing the struggle. So what I'm saying to you is that the colleges have resources for you, and I think you should do as much research into what type of resources you can get to help yourself for me that worked for me there may be other resources that are intangibles that are just as valuable or even more invaluable for you but i do think that's the value of having the college experience that's one the second thing i will tell you When I came out on the job market, specifically in my field of study, I ranked a lot higher, in my opinion, to a lot of my counterparts who probably applied for the position because I was at that specific college. So when you are picking your colleges specific, maybe depending on, and I had not known this before, But my college apparently is very well respected here in this city. They they view them as creme de la creme in specific fields. Because Nate specifically builds their syllabuses or their content of their programs based on what organizations would input or ask that employees would have the knowledge and application to be able to do. So when companies see that you have done a program at NAIT, they know that you are coming with that skill set that they actually need to plug you in to the position. So it's an, it's almost like it was a skip the line <laughs> in, the, in the opportunities that were granted to me after. So I will say that was also another benefit of having international, um, not international, but having that... Um, Canadian diploma or studying at a being an international student that is very valuable because I do feel like companies here really do respect you for specific colleges and universities that you may attend but it also shows that you really do have the knowledge and the skills that at the level that they expect you to so they don't have to worry if they need to train you from ground up Um, It gives you better opportunities and I also think it gives you the opportunity to negotiate a better compensation later on. So when I say later on, I mean like when you are finished with your studies. So and ongoing and every other job that you have. So I will say that is one of the very, those two things were very valuable Um, I would say, as coming as an international student. So in summary, I do not regret coming as an international student. Is it hard? It absolutely is. 
but I have figured out the rhythm and thing that works for me as a single parent with two kids. And if anybody is considering of making this move, do understand that it is not the easiest thing to do, but it is not impossible. I am now in my last semester. I will be done <laughs> at the end of this year. Um, but I haven't even finished school and I have, I'm in a position right now that is mid-management. Um, I say it's mid-management. Other people say it is management, but I think it's mid-management. But I'm already in a mid-management position. And I, I think that had a lot to do with the opportunities that came when people saw that I was studying at this specific college here. So don't knock it. Don't downplay it. I do think it's also important to network while you're in, in your college or university as an international student. It's very valuable. It will take you very far. Um, it's also the thing that will also help you create your own community here because just like we know the college experience, people have their alumni and stuff like that, but it's a good place to start creating your network from. So yeah, all in all, love the experience. I think it's really great. I know I came and I didn't expect to have gone through the entire student process, but I'm grateful that I did. So yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode, guys. And I will see you guys. Well, I won't see you guys. I'll you guys will hear from me in the next episode again. I would like to ask for one thing though. If you guys can write a review of this podcast and rate it on your app, that'll be so great. And don't forget to put on your notifications so when I upload more episodes, you'll be the first to know. Bye.